We've got a few here. Crispy, crunchy news bites. Mm-mm. Mm. Uh, for <laughs> mm. can we? Can that be the intro? That's the yes. intro sound bite for this. We do news bites, and it's going to be you going. Mm. <laughs> Welcome to episode 31 of My Life in Games. <laughs> you can't see. Neutron is dancing right now. <laughs> to my right, Silas. <laughs> What's going on, Silas? Oh, life is getting heavy on the life aspect of my life in games. <laughs> heavy life. Yeah, yeah. Work and, of course, this stress from moving is happening happening soon. Um Obviously, we record these episodes and they go up a little bit uh, later, uh, but on our day of recording, uh, I'm exactly two weeks out from moving day. So by the time this episode goes up, it'll be uh, probably a week and change. Uh, so yeah, it's coming up coming up quick, and then uh, there's certain things I'm finding. I'm like, okay, I need to get in gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, again, the, the my life and... My life in games is it's heavy right now. Actually, we've all got a little bit of uh, some stuff happening in the life aspect. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Neutron, what's going on with you, man? Destiny 2. So much to talk about today. (laughs) (laughs) And none of us here are surprised. (laughs) No, there's what is this? One of these days, though, he'll get us. He'll get us. It'll be like League of Legends. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna be like what <laughs> jk destiny 2 sorry go ahead neutral uh, no i mean i've been playing quite a bit um work's always been busy so next week i'll be i'll be out in um dc area uh so i won't be able to great game or stream until until friday and friday is division two for me division two you say yeah. Yeah, I I have to admit that's that's basically what's been going on with me. I'm preparing for the Division Two, but on Tuesday because I did get that sweet sweet early access. Um, so yeah, it's it's preparing for that. Actually, uh, my last Division One stream was Friday, and we said goodbye to my install file. <laughs> Deleted that for making room for Division Two. It's a somber weekend. <laughs> I didn't think that it would be this hard say goodbye to a video game, but that's been three years. That's been three years of my life. That's crazy. So yeah, it's been processing my feelings saying goodbye to a video game and how much of a nerd that makes me too. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a little extra time before the release of our next episode. We're going to be going four weeks. I know I won't be in to my new place until the week of April 1st. Uh, So we're going to forego the next episode while we've all got a a bunch of stuff going on in the background. We'll be back at you with within four weeks, I would say. And if not, um, you can keep up to date on any other changes via our Twitter at MLI games. With that, we're going to move on to news bites. Mm. We've got a few here. Crispy, crunchy news bites. Mm-mm. Mm. Uh, for 
Can we? Can that be the yes. intro? That's the intro soundbite for this. We do news bites, and it's going to be you going. Mm. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I'm editing it that way. It's already played for people that are listening to it now. Okay. The Division Two became available for preload, um, but there will be a substantial day one patch, ninety to a hundred gigs on PS4, though just forty-eight to fifty-two gigabytes on Xbox One and PC. Those buying any version on disc will have a 48 to 52 gigabyte download. Wow. A um, couple of things with that. A, what's the purpose of such a huge ass patch right off the bat? And how does that, how does that make you feel? I mean, it seems like, it seems like we're seeing more of this kind of thing. I mean, we've kind of discussed this a little bit in the past with the, it was a Switch game I know we talked about that had a substantial download. <laughs> If you yeah. bought the physical copy um, patch, so. But this is like across physical, digital, or whatever, right? It's just a gigantic ass. Everybody, patch. oh, everybody is getting one, but PS4 is getting one that, for some reason, why is it so? Is double that of Xbox and PC. Even if you have fast internet, that's that's a couple hours. You think about the people in in Europe. I'm thinking specifically of Evil Kitty. And uh, in Germany, on a meter download, and she has to plan out her her downloads throughout the week and throughout the month because of the, the metered connection. So she just wasted 45 gigabytes of download, which takes her a very long time to download, by the way. The speed is terrible. All of that is wasted because she has to re-download it again, and she doesn't get that data back. You know, it's used. So... I would like to know exactly what's going on with that. That seems pretty substantial. In other news, on March 7th, PS4's software received an update that enables game streaming between the console and the newly released PS4 Remote Play app. Remote Play has been available for quite some time, but at $11.99 for the third-party application, although there are some other apps out there. Um, it might have been a bit cheaper, but up to $12? Hmm. Now it's official, and it costs you nothing. Big fat zero. Yay. It's about time. Yay. Now that the PS4 is approaching the end of its life cycle, and we'll be hearing about PS5 soon. Thanks, Sony. <laughs> it better be coming off the bat with PS5. That's all I'm saying. Uh, there better be a lot of things with the next generation of consoles that I'm probably not even going to think about touching right away, to be perfectly honest. You're going to have to really fucking wild me to get me to buy in to another generation of consoles. Because I love PC. Horizon Zero Dawn Two. That's all I gotta say. That will that will make yeah, me buy. Outside of the the console exclusives, yeah, it's the console exclusives are gonna make me buy it. Well, we'll see how how far can game streaming come over the next five years to potentially eliminate consoles. We'll see. Hmm. A February cumulative update for Wind Nose. <coughs> see what I did there? Wind Nose Ten. Left some gamers at the respawn screen. Users reported mouse-related performance issues while playing, causing, quote, massive lag spikes in older games like COD4 and COD Modern Warfare 2, unquote. The exact issue being mouse movement of any kind causes game freezing in one-second intervals, according to Reddit user RayW underscore Reddit. Microsoft later responded, stating, Users may notice graphics and mouse degradation with desktop gaming. 
when playing certain games, such as Destiny 2. Okay, so I was not crazy, because I didn't notice that. For now, Microsoft recommends rolling back the update until a fix is implemented. So there you go. It was actually a, a Reddit user that discovered it on a much older game, but um, Microsoft is now aware of it. So if you notice that on Destiny 2, I heard that a couple places as well. Um, roll back that update. Now we're going to hand it over to Jimmy for the Destiny 2 update, and it sounds like it's a substantial one. What's it's going on, Jimmy? It's a big one, fellas. Season of the Drifter has launched, and there's so much to do just in the first month, and there's a lot of stuff coming. So I'm just going to go, I'm just going to roll down through the, through the events. So March 5th was the start of the Season of the Drifter. It came with Gambit Prime, which is a... Um, uh, faster pace is just one round of Gambit, basically. Um, and the Reckoning, which is a new PvE um, mode. You go in with four of your buddies, and it's kind of like waves of enemies. Uh, and that's where you get your new Gambit Prime gear, uh, which basically helps you identify if you want to be a invader or a, a moat collector or a sentry, which is defeating the uh, taken enemies that come in, or just taking out enemies. So there's 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 a substantial amount of armor pieces that are specific to the gameplay that you prefer for Gambit. Um, March 8 will be Reckoning Tier 2, so that was yesterday. Uh, basically higher level gear. Uh, March 12th, you'll have a new map for Gambit Prime called Deep Six, uh, and it's in Titan. So they're adding new maps uh, for Gambit Prime um, and The Reckoning. March 12th, this one's my favorite. Uh, if if you were a Destiny 1 uh, player, The Thorn is back. There'll be a Thorn Quest. That was one of my favorite guns in Destiny 1. Basically, it adds like a... a, a bullets basically have poison. So there's a, a lingering effect, right? Taking down your damage over time. And the Allegiance quest. I've kind of, this one kind of came out of nowhere. I was not expecting this, but basically, you have the decision in the game to stick with the Vanguard or join the Drifter. So cool. this will change basically how the story plays out. Do you join? Basically, the Drifter is kind of like the dark side for now. Um, and they, he's being supported by the Nine, which is those mysterious group of folks um, uh, where you get the super shiny gear from year one. And uh, there's another uh, faction, basically, the Praxair um, on the Vanguard that is closely watching uh, the Drifter, see what he's doing. But the good thing is... It's it's based on your character, so it's not account based. So you can, if you have multiple characters, you can have one that joins the Drifter and the other one that joins the Vanguard, and you can get all the loot. Basically, that's the one thing that I was worried that it was going to be account based, and I couldn't get the information, the story, or the uh, the weapons and armors from the other quest. March fifteenth will be uh, the big uh, imitations of the Nine and Reckoning Tier Three. So this is almost like a raid level activity. You have to be 680 to enter. Uh, the new power cap or light level cap is 700. Um, there'll be more maps. Uh, March 19th is Le Legion's Folly, which is a Nessus-based map for Gambit Prime. March 26th, you have Emerald Coast, which is in the EDZ, another Gambit Prime. And April 2nd, 
all maps will be open for Gambit Prime. It looks like they're going to introduce these new maps like every week. And then just they're all be part of the pool uh, on uh, April 2nd. April 9th is Arc Week. I don't have much information on that, but it is free to all players. Doesn't doesn't mean that you don't need the uh, yearly pass for it. And April 16th to May 6th is the Revelry. It's like the spring uh, 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 event. It's free to all players as well. They showed some gear um, on the uh, one of the trailers. It looks it looks really nice. Um, but I don't know much information on that. They added new weapons, new armor. This might help you, Sage. There's a power surge bounty. It basically helps players get up to 640 within an hour if you've uh, done all of the uh, 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 the Dreaming City, you know, all that Forsaken story. So it puts you it puts oh, you at a good yeah, starting we... point for the new season. All right. All right. I need to pay more attention to this. Actually, that sounds really good because the idea of getting caught back up again, I think I'm at like 596 getting just it's been a constant grind since that last big update. And that's what's kept me away, to be honest. We have just so far behind because of other games. So that's good to know. You know, maybe we need to hook up on PC and make it happen. Kevin. You know it. You know it, man. Iron Banner will return for this season. There's new exotic weapons, new exotic armor. There's three new pinnacle weapons. There's one for the Crucible, which is an SMG. Uh, kills with any weapon improve the weapon's damage for a short time. So you can get a shoddy, swap it, get the SMG rolling, and it has increased damage. Uh, for the Vanguard Strikes, it's a scout rifle. Dragonfly deals more damage based on the number of precision hits made beforehand. So say you do two, three taps, uh, uh, precision hits, and then do a precision kill, and it's a giant explosion. It's huge. There's a lot of videos out there um, showing how that works in it. Um, I love the Dragonfly perk on Scout Rifles. Uh, and for Gambit, uh, there's a... The kills increase with this weapon damage until it's stowed or reloaded. So I think that is a grenade launcher. But there's... I mean, there's so much stuff. Like, I... There's so much to chase, and the one thing that I do like, I guess some folks might like it, is that some of these events are kind of um, time-gated, so it doesn't, you can work on one thing for one week, the next week you work on the next step, and you, you don't burn out within a week or two. So this is all spread out within the first month and a half of the season. I so there's it. plenty, and honestly, I don't know how I'm going to do this because March 15th is Division 2, and I wanted to play the hell out of it, and there's all this stuff to do on Destiny 2. What am I going to do, Sage? <laughs> Silas. <laughs> and then Silas is trying to get me into Warframe. I, I, there's so much stuff, guys. There's yeah, so much stuff. See, we're gonna, what we're going to have to do is, is exactly what Silas recommended is... Uh, a, a weekly weekend and we just rotate through each one of our games on the weekends and you know so we're all playing together every weekend it's a great idea certainly would make for some great talk uh with some smash brothers which we have yet to do that is right yeah. we need to do some smash Mm-hmm. yeah that was a huge destiny 2 update jimmy thank you for getting that together for us next up we've got silas with some warframe yes. how's space mom doing yeah, Space Mom's doing all right, apparently. 
I won't spoil too much because, well, if you've played through all the story stuff, there's there's some other things in there. But anyway, <laughs> all the current available story. Of course, there will be new story coming soon, which I'm very much looking forward to. But as of right now, there's a lot of a lot of updates to Warframe, a lot of changes, a lot of things happening, uh, a lot of quality of life improvement, I want to say. Um, some of it is taking a little getting used to, but overall, I think uh, the ideas are good. Um, the first one being, I know I think I touched on this a little bit last episode, was um, the alerts are gone, and they got the new Nightwave uh, system set up which is different, uh, so you don't have to wait around for specific mods or hope like how you're playing when a particular crafting material drops. I'm looking at you, fucking Nitane, or even uh, Orican Catalyst, you dirty bastards and potatoes are a pain in the ass to get a hold of sometimes. <laughs> uh, now they're all part of um, a tiered-out uh, loot pool, um, and as you go through the different tiers, and you can experience them doing the little... Uh, uh, <clears throat> not all of them are missions. Some things are extra things like kill so many enemies with an element. Uh, some are doing survival runs for an hour. Uh, they're all sorts of different things, and they get you different amounts of standing to uh, rank up uh, with that. Of course, there is 30 flipping tiers. <laughs> wow. But each tier has certain things that are available. So instead of, once you, as you're ranking up, certain mods that were a little bit more... I don't want to say they were difficult to get. They weren't necessarily hard alerts initially, but they just didn't necessarily pop up. Like in my case, there's stuff that it's not that hard, but they're good mods that I still don't, still didn't have because of just how the alert system was. And when I was playing, I didn't get a chance to get them. Well, now I have um, a chance. I can just go ahead and trade my uh, standing or I think it's wolf credit. That's a part of it right now because it's the wolf on Saturn, which is slated for however many weeks that's supposed to run for. Basically it's like a season is the way they have it set up. It's a season now for different things. Um, so I can trade that for mods or some cra uh, crafting mats, mats that were all a part of that original alert system pool. Plus they added in some new stuff uh, in there as well. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty cool, and, I, and uh, it gets people playing different mission types and doing different things, which, which is good. Uh, so not everyone's playing the same weapons in the same frames and doing the same missions all the time. Now you're kind of having to think a little bit more outside the box, which for me, I, I like it. I think it's I think it's good, especially with uh, a game that has so many different options. It's getting people to try new things and and whatnot. So that aspect is good. I do feel like some of the uh, some of the goals are a little need a little tweaking. <laughs> um, but outside of that, I think it's a good idea and it has a lot of excellent potential moving forward. And um, hopefully, it sticks around. It's not something that. Uh, the community gets too upset about because it's like too much change at once, <laughs> which I think is why they're kind of doing it uh, in waves of stuff. Uh, the next big thing is we finally got yesterday when I had to update as a wonderful three, three gig update uh, for an overhaul of the melee system. Uh, phase one of, I think three, I think, I think it's staged up to be three. I don't know. I'll have to go back and check dev streams, but anyway, so there's a couple phases to it. But phase one of the melee system overhaul, and while it's taking a little getting used to, because you just get used to doing certain things in the game, muscle memory, that kind of thing, uh, that you don't need to do anymore, um, it's a lot more fluid now and a lot faster. You don't have to hold down a key to switch to full melee stance mode. Um, you just hit your melee attack, and voila, you're automatically in melee mode, and you know uh, you start you know 
uh, mouse clicking if you're playing on PC or if you're using a keyboard, your uh, uh, aim down sights or whatever, switch back to your gun or just use your switch web, switch, whatever, and it just switches over quick. Uh, so you can combo between melee, uh, your primary and secondary fairly quickly. Uh, a lot better. There's not that huge delay, which was kind of annoying sometimes, especially when I didn't hold the key down quite long enough to fully switch when I wanted to. Sometimes, you know, and previously before the change, um, I'd be using, I have a tendency to run with shotguns and then uh, either an SMG is my secondary or I've been actually getting in using the Atomos a lot lately, which is a fucking flamethrower, which I have modded for extra range. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. <laughs> um but, you know, trying to hold it, trying to switch between melee, um, uh, you know, certain reasons, you know, you want to switch to the melee mode because the melee mode is actually very, very gratifying in Warframe. Uh, so now having it uh, a lot more easy to switch back and forth is way more fun and I think uh, just way more ninja-like. <laughs> supposed to be space ninjas, damn it. Well, as it takes a long to switch weapons, I mean, seriously. <laughs> so um, I think maybe, I think now it's starting to line up maybe more with perhaps what they initially envisioned for it. Or, you know, like a, an idea that they had. I think now things are starting to kind of line up better with what they really had. Um, the melee system's been outdated for quite some time. In fact, I think the last time it got updated was when it came out on PS4 at the PS4's launch, which was how many years ago? <laughs> so God. it's definitely, uh, it's, it's, it's a welcome uh, need. And I'm looking forward to the other changes that are coming as well. Um, I haven't run into any problems with it so far, but I also I only played for a couple hours last night. I'm not sure what what needed to be fixed, but they're on top of it, whatever it is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, since I play Warframe and, and all other games, really, I main on controller. Uh, I'm looking forward to rerouting that melee to my right thumbstick and get a little bit more of a green thumb feeling from Halo Two days. So yeah, that looks really good. Thank you for the Warframe update. Um, I've got a little bit about Division 2. This is a little anecdotal, uh, but you'll have to forgive me because eh, the Division 2 has meant a lot to this guy right here. Um, Division 2 is available this Tuesday for early access owners and Friday the 15th for all others. And we are seeing a variety of tributes to the Division 1 begin to surface on social media. The community says goodbye to three years with the Division 2's predecessor and many thanks sent to its developers. Many gamers turned their inspiration from the Division into a passion for content creation and community building. Who will realize their passion this time? How will they challenge the status quo? And most importantly, how will we support them in realizing their potential? To my fellow agents, cheers and cheers to the next three years. I can't wait. It's going to be great. And I've got the My Life and Games crew with me this time. Yeah, yeah there you go. We're going to be doing it. Take it back, Washington, D.C., and there is no shortage of cool stuff to do in the Division 2. I'm looking forward to it. Our, our first get-together in Division 2 is going to be something special for me. I can tell you that much. Silas has got a little bit more news um, regarding some things and some stuff. Silas, elaborate? Ah, yeah, yeah. So... Last uh, last cast, we talked a little bit about some of the things from the uh, Nintendo Direct, including uh, a demo that dropped, uh, the Damon X Machina demo. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure I was downloading it at the time we recorded the last podcast. <laughs> well, I've had a chance to kind of dive in and fiddle with it a little bit, and um, it's interesting. Uh, I like the art style. 
Um, I kind of like what they're doing with it, and it might be a game I pick up. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a day one purchase or not. That's going to depend on when it releases and what all I'm playing. But uh, I did have a pretty good time with it. It's it's caught my attention enough that I'm like, okay, I'm paying attention. I'd like to see what else is what they're going to do with it. Um, the music side of it, if you're, you know, it's definitely uh, due to the fact that it's uh, giant robots and stuff. I like the fact that it's very heavily like more metal based music and not like soft little violins and shit. <laughs> this isn't happy go lucky RPG day. No, 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 no. This is people are gonna die and you know, uh, good fun, you know. So, <laughs> um, it kind of reminds me of uh, if anyone ever played the old Front Mission games. Um, those were strategy RPGs. So it reminds me of that in the customizability of your mech, mecha. Uh, you can get all kinds of different parts. You can scavenge parts from the other mecha. You destroy guns, arm parts, pretty much anything. You can salvage different parts and kind of customize and build your mech from that and upgrade things and of that nature, uh, aside from also upgrading your character. Uh, there's a lot of different, uh, a lot of different things to do and different ways to, to upgrade and play, so that seems interesting. It seems like they've got a lot of a lot of stuff in mind, so that'll be kind of cool to see um, how some of that plays out. And uh, it's of course very active. It's not you know strategy based, so it's you know you get in there, you're piloting and flying around. The controls feel pretty good. I do feel like in the demo they still needed a little bit of tweaking, which I'm pretty sure will happen by the time uh, it releases. I'm sure that'll be polished up real well. If they do a good job with that, uh, I'll be in. I'll play it. I'll definitely uh, put some hours into it and stream it, although I'm not real good at those kind of games. I'll still play it in any way because I think I'll have fun with it. Um, aside from that, uh, we also talked about the Steam sale that was happening during the last podcast, uh, the uh, weekend sale with uh, Square Enix, and I was contemplating purchasing something, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> I purchased uh, Dragon Quest XI. Um, I was really hard because also during the Nintendo Direct, they announced, you know, that Dragon Quest XI was coming to, to Switch. So I had to make the choice. Did I want to wait until fall and play it on a Switch or get it for 30 bucks on a Steam sale and play it, on, play it all nice and pretty glorious on PC? Well, 30 bucks, pretty and glorious on PC. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one. Um, and I actually have put a little bit of time into it. I think I've put about eight hours into it. Um, not super far. Um, it's very reminiscent old, old RPG, RPG style. Like it has that total feel, but it looks, um, you know, more up to date. Uh, it's like you're playing an RPG anime kind of deal going on. Um, the artist is the same one that does like Dragon Ball Z and all that whatnot. So it's that style of graphic, uh, closest comparable game was that I can think of right offhand is if you ever played Blue Dragon on Xbox 360. No, nope. no, okay. Well, oh, that sound. No, actually, it sounds familiar. But yeah, go ahead. Well, like I said, anyway, if you know anime, Dragon Ball Z, that kind of look. Um, but in a you know old school medieval RPG anime setting, uh, Dragon Quest has been around for a long time. It's a long running RPG series. It hasn't really changed its base formula in years, and it still stays true to that, which I like. Um, and it's very, very. It hits those nostalgia feels. From when, you know, if you ever played any of the older Dragon Quest games or anything similar, whether it was Final Fantasy, whatever, that style, long-running type stuff. Um, so it's 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 great for that. I like it. You got different party members. It is turn-based, but it's, it's a lot of fun. 
it's got flashy attacks and you know i can be a little bit more i guess relaxed in comparison to like your more active stuff like division or even warframe where i'm like all over the fucking place <laughs> um yeah so some speed and then the yeah. The stress of build building and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, yeah, there's, there's different stuff you can do. There's crafting and, and whatnot. So I'm, I'm enjoying that for what it is. It's a nice break and in, in kind of a much different part of the spectrum than what I've been playing lately. So it's, it's good for that. It's a good uh, way for me to get away. And I feel like uh, getting it on the sale was, was definitely worth it. Um, am I sad? I didn't wait for the switch a little bit just because of portability, but it's also pretty on my PC. I just got everything <laughs> maxed out and it's glorious. Um, and I enjoy it. And of course the, um, wonderful frame rates not being all, you know, capped and shit. It's just, it's so smooth and I love it. So there'll probably be some streams of that. Once I start streaming again, I'll probably squeeze some of that in there in between everything else. Let's not forget. We're going to get division too so we're gonna have to stream that because if i don't i'll have some very upset people (laughs) (laughs) a very upset sage a very ragey sage indeed yeah which brings us right back to the beginning of the episode uh again folks we want to remind you that our schedule over the next four weeks is going to be kind of up in the air in the life portion of my life in games. So uh, follow us at MLI Games on Twitter for the latest news and updates as to when we're going to be going live again, but minimum four weeks. And uh, you can check out any news there when we will have our return. In the meantime, thank you all so much for 31 episodes. We appreciate you. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya. We would like to thank everyone who took the time to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to hear more, you can follow us on Twitter at MLI Games for upcoming releases as well as links to our previous shows on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Mm.